Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Welcome back, everybody. We are fresh, literally recording fresh off, fresh off of the Florida State LSU game that literally came down to the final seconds. Literally the final seconds. Blocked PAT. Florida State shocks everybody and LSU. <laughs> and beating LSU 24-23 in Brian Kelly's debut as LSU's new head football coach. That was a crazy ending. Welcome in, everybody. Uh, literally fresh off of watching the game. It ended about eight minutes ago and hopped on. So welcome in. Uh, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow rate on iTunes and Apple as we get into this episode. Uh, follow it, rate it, all that good stuff. Uh, check out the Belly Up Media Network at bellyupsports.com. Check out, do all that stuff for me. What a crazy ending to the LSU-Florida State game. First of all... Cover the spread. I had LSU at minus three and a half. Or they did not cover the spread, so they ruined my my picks. Uh, but I'm still like amazed at this football game because Florida State has not been a good football team in a very long time. They have not done really anything. And Coach Norvell is a good football coach trying to rebuild this, but he came into the year on the hot seat and just didn't get it done. Uh, you know, the past couple years, they were 1-0 coming in. They won week zero, and now they're coming in to play LSU. Quote-unquote neutral site game in New Orleans, even though it's LSU is right there. But they come in, and they played their butts off. They... They took it to LSU. The way their offensive line blocked, the way their running backs ran, uh, Jay Daniels, the quarterback, 
or excuse me, Travis, the quarterback for Florida State, played extremely well, threw over 260 yards and two touchdowns. And their defense just smacked LSU in the mouth. And this shouldn't happen. Remember Brian Kelly said he was going to go to LSU because there was more resources. Kind of true, kind of not true. It is Notre Dame. There's more talent. You can get talent there. Like The reason why we never wanted L- Notre Dame was because we're always one or two players away because of recruiting. It's hard to recruit to Notre Dame. It's way easier to go to LSU. Now I know he has some players left over from Coach Ogeron's time. But you do have big wide receivers. You have running backs. You have a big offensive line. You have a big defensive line. And I understand they're trying to fit into your new defense, your new offense, and Coach Norvell has been building this up. But on principle, no matter who the head coach is at LSU, no no offense to Coach Norvell, just the way things have gone, Florida State as a program has and, and as a place has not been good. The facilities aren't as good. Um, it's just a bad place over the last couple years. And Coach Norvell has done everything he can to try to build that up, and I respect him for it. But no matter who was at LSU, they, on principle, should beat Florida State. The SEC was undefeated coming into this. Now LSU is the first SEC school to lose. But you have to give credit to Florida State in this. But also, everybody was not rooting for LSU. Nobody... When this whole thing happened, when he left, when Brian Kelly left Notre Dame to LSU... A lot of people came out of the woodwork to like him, to support him. A lot of them were LSU fans. But then a lot of people came out of the woodwork that were not LSU fans, really came out and said, we don't like Brian Kelly. Looking at social media all night during the game, people were really going against him. And people, I'm wondering why, and I know some of you out there may be wondering why. Maybe it's because he left Notre Dame when they had the opportunity to maybe make the college football playoff. Now, they didn't, but people were picking them and saying they had a chance if certain things happened, they would have made it to the college football champion or the college football playoff, and he would have been there to coach it. That's a slap in the face to the players. You could tell when he was telling, saying good, he did this little couple-minute goodbye to the Notre Dame players, and there was no reaction. Then he gets to LSU, and... Just this big old, you know, spiel and this big old show about being there and disrespecting Notre Dame. And then the accent, which everybody loved, but at the same time you come up with this accent and and all that stuff. Then you're doing this dance thing with the quarterbacks and it gives everybody some fuel to and adding fuel to that fire to be like, well, we're not going to root for this guy. And then I think ultimately people liked Coach Ed Ogeron and I'm one of them. I am a coach at Odron fan. Now, did he get it done the last two years? No. But one was the COVID year where you're coming off a national championship year where a ton of people went to the NFL. ton of people did not want to play because of COVID. They had health issues. Some had gotten COVID and decided not to play. He was down that year, but still able to come back and win some games. And then last year, just injury after injury after injury. And then when they decided that they wanted to fire him, but he could coach till the end of the year... That team played tough. That team played with Alabama. Why? Because Ed Ogeron can get players to play. He can motivate them to play regardless of scheme. The championship year, they I mean, they had really good players. But you have to get them to play. You have to have the right system. And it seemed like he always tried to recreate a system and then wanted to go back to that championship time of last year 
but it's a you know they had a different offense the year before in that COVID year, and then he tried to re-implement it back in. And you're trying to change too much all at one time. I know he had off the field stuff, but ultimately when they said they were going to fire him, that team played so hard and competed in those games. And you have to respect them competing against teams that they weren't supposed to. And it made people think, at least I did, should they have gotten rid of Ed Odron? And I've talked about situations with that. I've talked about situations with like Auburn, should they have kept Gus? Grass isn't always green on the other side. And I, you would have to think in this game, Florida State still would have came to LSU and punched them in the face. And then as a coach on the sideline, does Ed Odron get this team at LSU to play harder and play tough? Now, LSU had opportunities. They had opportunities. They dropped a lot of passes. They allowed Florida State to make some passes. They allowed Jade Travis, their quarterback, to move around and make plays. They didn't contain very well. They didn't get, you know, they did get pressure and he escaped the pocket. Nobody was there to tackle him. And you, you had opportunities. And then Florida State tried to give the game away where you get a muff punt that LSU did. They can't advance it, which I think is dumb. If they would be able to advance it, the game would have been over. But Florida State gets a muff punt. LSU, that's a mistake that they made. And then Florida State gets to the one or two, does a little toss, and he drops it. Now, hindsight's twenty twenty. We all sit here and say, why would you do that? If he would have caught it and scored, maybe a handful of people would have said, why would you pitch it there even though they scored? If they would have scored, we wouldn't have talked about this. But the fact that he dropped it and fumbled it on the one or the two-yard line – all of us coaches just erupted on Twitter and said, why would you just not turn and hand the ball off? I think coaches have a right to say that than the than the fan, but in hindsight's 2020. It's easy for all of us to sit here and say, hand the ball off, hand the ball off. Now I agree. You hand the ball off or you turn and you throw a quick pass or roll out, run a pick play and score. He should have handed the ball off. But then now LSU has 25 seconds or so. I don't remember how long. They march 98, 99 yards down the field. So you have to give LSU credit. They turned it around and started to play. And, you know, then the whole debacle of the refing and everything else, people are mad about it. But they want to make sure everything was right. They want to make sure they go over the rules. Can't get mad at them. And then they score. Then Florida State, you allow LSU to score. But then special teams matter. I even started to walk away. Like when they went to go kick the extra point, I was like, well, I'm going to be up for a little bit. I'm going to go uh, go grab a water or do something. Starting up, I walk away from the TV, and I just glanced over to see them make the extra point. And then I, and I saw it fly, and I'm like, oh, did they block it? Special teams matter so much. And that's why every single snap of a football play is so important. I can't tell if I'm excited because I kind of want LSU to win because I had picked them. I said LSU minus three and a half. I... I kind of, you know, be, you know, to have the SEC go undefeated. There's a small part of you that likes LSU. I think college football is great when LSU is good. But then watching the way Florida State was playing throughout the game up until those last moments, you started to root for Florida State and say they've been down the dumps, they've been struggling. It'd be really awesome to see them pull this off. It'd be really awesome to see all the hard work Coach Norvell has done at Florida State to try to rebuild a program and be a part of that and get them to that point. And then there's a part of you that 
you know, I would love to talk to Coach Kelly on a podcast, but I've said too many things about him. But there's a part of you, I guess we kind of blame him because to, for me personally, you know, having Coach Ed O'Dron there, I loved him. I didn't understand the firing. I do understand it, but I didn't agree with it. So not so all of that, I think, builds up to us who are fans of him and um, goes with that. And you just decide, all right, well, a part of you wants LSU to lose because they got rid of an Odron. If they get rid of a coach that you like, you root against that a little bit. Um, I always bring this up. If you guys are watching the video, you have to get the book, Flip the Script, by Ed Odron. Like, it, it's amazing. First of all, you'll hear his voice as you're reading it, but it does give you a great insight to him and into that season and all some of the the, the inside information that you don't get from ESPN, that you don't get from some of the reporters and about his life and how he thinks and how he operates. And then you really go back and listen to some of the, the interviews and... Um, you know, all those things, and you really start to become more of a fan of him. And people are just all over Brian Kelly. And a part of you feels bad for him, but then a part of it's like, it's LSU. Do you really need to feel bad for them? And I'm not going to look to sit here and overreact about what's next for LSU, but we do have to look forward a little bit. And there were some good things LSU did. It just wasn't consistent enough and it's just shocking that it was Florida State this happened to. This wasn't Texas A&M. This wasn't Mississippi State. This wasn't Kentucky. This was Florida State, who has struggled, who has struggled big time. And when you talk about the ACC, Florida State was 5-7 and seven last year. They were over-under win total this year. It was going to be 6.5, and, and I even took the under, and they're already at 2. Because I said on principle... You're looking at them to maybe lose to LSU. Syracuse beats Louisville. So now after this, does Florida State have the opportunity to beat Louisville? Who's their next game? Rutgers beats Boston College. Do they have the opportunity to do that? Do they have the opportunity to go down and beat Raging Cajun? So do they have the opportunity to win some games? There's some games in there I don't think they'll win. But this gives you a lot of confidence in them that they could do something. But this was not a game that you thought they would you know, even be talked about winning. You know, Jane Daniels for LSU had 209 yards and two touchdowns, and one came late in the game. So up until then, he had one. He played good. But he's also their leading rusher at 114 yards. Our next leading rusher was 23 yards. That just showed you the clamping down of Florida State's defense, how their defensive line, they just played. They just wanted to be there. LSU looked like they had no interest at times. Florida State the entire time looked like they had interest being there up until the end when they made some mistakes and they allowed them to march down the field. They had the fumble, and that was the first turnover for them. But they just looked like they wanted to be there way more than Florida than LSU did. So I don't know if LSU overlooked them a little bit, and that falls on the players, but also falls on the coaches as well. As coaches, you take the blame for that. So what's next for LSU? Like this, this does not set a good precedent. And like I said, you don't want to overreact. You don't want to sit here and say, well, because of this, this is what's going to happen. Regardless of me being a fan of Coach Ed Odron, regardless of anybody out there being a fan of Odron, that being a new coach coming in, you're going to have a new – special teams is all universal, but you're going to have different ways to do special teams. 
you're going to have different ways of doing offense. You're going to have your different defensive system. You're going to have different terminology. You're going to have different coaches in there in your ear. You have to recruit differently. You're going to have players leave because of the transfer portal. It's tough to come in and try to rebuild that. And you can't base the very first game on that. The very first game for a new coach gives you a small insight to what you should see or what maybe is going on. But ultimately, it has to build on that. And so you don't want to sit here and overreact and say, well, because they lost to Florida State, they're going to lose the rest of their games and never win another game. They're not going to win an SEC game. You don't want to say that because they, you hopefully will progress in your offense. You will progress in your defense. But... This is going to sit with them. Now, their next game is against Southern. So, on principle, you're saying that. Then it starts to go towards a tough, tough schedule of Mississippi State, where I'm telling you right now, Will Rogers has that air raid going. New Mexico, you would sit here and say, LSU should win that. But then, is Auburn confident at that time they play Auburn? Tennessee, Florida, Old Miss, Alabama, Arkansas. Like, that's a meat grinder. And if you can't fix it, and so by the time they get to Mississippi State, how that game goes, if a lot of these same mistakes are being made and their energy level of playing is still being made around Mississippi State and New Mexico, you're going to have a rough time. And you're sitting there going, maybe not even six bowl game win. Then you have to sit here and start really wondering if that happens. Does that Odron motivate this team to win? Did we overreact? Grass isn't always greener on the other side. And these these guys are so quick all the time to fire coach. I know Coach Ed was there for a few years, but they're so quick to just think, well, we get rid of this guy immediately, we get another guy, and immediately this is going to happen. Not always. Not always. Sometimes they luck out and you get a Nick Saban where they didn't win. The, I mean, they went 7-6, and six, I think, his first year, and then he started to get it rolling. Doesn't always happen. Look at Kirby Smart. Same thing with that. And I know that they don't want to use COVID as an excuse. COVID for a lot of programs was almost a reset. It was almost being a first-year head coach for certain programs. And that happened with LSU. Now, Coach Ed Ogron's not going to sit there and make excuses or anything, but you have to think that way. So not to overreact to this for LSU, but you start seeing if you look at the energy level of the players, if they're still dropping passes, if they're still not blocking, if they're still not getting pressure and tackling well, and it's around Mississippi State time, and you see it a little bit to New Mexico that they should be, and you start seeing Auburn, they're going to have a tough time with Florida, who's rejuvenized. They're going to have a hard time with Old Miss and with Lane Kiffin and Alabama and Arkansas Sam Pittman because he's got that team motivated. So those are things we're going to have to start looking at from this LSU program from this. But that was a great game to watch. Shocking for everybody that it was Florida State that did it. But interesting to see where LSU goes from here. Thank you guys for watching or listening. Like and subscribe. Twitter at Coach underscore Steve72. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow right on Apple and iTunes. Helps go a long way. Check out all the affiliates in the description below. Leave a comment in the comment section down below. All that good stuff. Thank you guys again for watching and or listening. And we will see you next time.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 